What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Tuesday the 20th, Just Baseball Show, Jack, Peter, recording in the midst of a Cal Quantrill start. Uh, you're holding a fake baseball, I've got a real baseball. How's it going so far? Well, I'm a football guy. I'm a football guy. All right, this has been it for Just Baseball Show. Yeah, um, this is actually my second favorite sport now. No, it's, it's funny. The only reason I say that is because um, I get comments about, you know, the football picks and and I'm like, over here in baseball, like we're still doing better. Like we're still killing it too. Baseball is my one true love, um, but football has been great so far. But I'm ready to talk some baseball, my favorite sport and the best sport in the world. I understand. Um, we'll start with a, a couple of headlines just off the top. Two of the three that I have actually come from the same team and they have to do kind of like with the same thing. Um, We'll hit Framber Valdez off the top because what he is doing is utterly incredible. And then Aaron Judge is at 59 homers after a two-homer day on Sunday. There is greater than a non-zero chance that he breaks Roger Maris's record, right? What would you set the percentage at that he hits 62 or more? Well, I put this out on Twitter. He has 16 games left. If he homers twice... In the rest of those games, he will finish with 91 home runs on the season. That's 30 more than Roger Maris is. Chokes aside, I think he will do it. Because he has 16 games left. He needs three home runs to get there. I think the only question, because right now he's on pace for 66 home runs. I think the only question is if he can beat the Sammy Sosa 66 home runs. I think that's where he will finish. Yeah, I don't care about those records. I know, I don't either. I'm just saying, like, that's where I think he'll finish. So I think he blows past Maris. Right. What's the quote-unquote real record? Is it 74 with Bonds? 73 with Bonds in 2001 or 2004, one of those. Okay, yeah, 2001 to 2004. That was Barry Bonds, like, age 41 through 44 season, and it was utterly incredible, but obviously it was not organic. It was artificial. Sosa McGuire, that 98 summer, artificial. Judge could match it. The big one that I'm looking for is 61, Roger Mm -hmm. Maris, because that is the true home run record. And I would give him greater than a six or greater than a 50% chance of doing it. Surely I'd say 75% he does it. I was going 80, 20 and it is, you know, regardless of your opinion on steroids, if you, whatever record that you do think what it is, is the American league record. Like Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, all national league. So it is the American league record. Can I run you through some stats because codify, our friends at Codify have been going off this morning about Aaron Judge stats on Twitter, and I am 
loving it. And I want to read some. Is that okay? Yeah, read those. But before you do that, the reason we bring it up is as an ode to judge flirting with Roger Maris, we're going to talk about the attainable records. I think Mm -hmm. because there are some that are so far gone and I'll get deeper into that, but we'll talk about the attainable records and we're going to have to pick. You can't abstain. You have to pick someone who could be the next person to break that single season or hit that career mark, hit that career record mark. But dive into your Michael Fisher, Aaron Judge love fest. I love Michael Fisher and I love Aaron Judge and I love Codify. Qualified hitters in all of MLB history to post a 210 WRC plus over the course of an entire regular season. Babe Ruth did it six times. Rogers Hornsby did it once. Ted Williams did it three times. Mickey Mantle did it once. Barry Bonds did it four times. And that's where Aaron Judge is. That's it. That's the list. Um, There was one more. Aaron Judge in yesterday's game on Sunday, well, you're hearing this on Tuesday on Sunday's game, became the first player in the entire StatCast era to have five barrels in one game. What is a barrel? It's a ball hit over 95 miles an hour with an optimal launch angle between 18 to 32 degrees. That basically means that ball is more than likely going to be an extra base hit. Um, There was one more I was looking at. It was about war. And also the average OPS this season. I saw this on Twitter. I'm not exactly sure where, but I saw this on Twitter. Average OPS this season among baseball hitters is 707. Aaron Judge has a 702 slugging percentage. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a he's got an 1120 OPS, which is clear of Jordan by about 90 points. Where is this freaking war? Well, I can just recite it from memory. I think he is 17th all time in F war in a single season. I think there's only been a couple players in, in baseball history in the modern era to ever be above 10 war. And not only judges at 10 war, he's got 16 games left. Yeah. Like the Maris thing is almost just, when is that going to happen? Not if, and then, you know, there's still the possibility of him possibly getting to 68, 69 home runs. This guy just hits a home run every day. It's been the greatest thing to watch as a Yankee fan while the rest of the team has been shit it's amazing yes Yes. the other thing is aaron judge is in a three-way tie with xander bogarts and luis arise for the batting title in the american league he's hitting 316 bogarts and arise are hitting 316 Aaron Judge could win the Triple Crown, and nobody's talked about that. All that we want to talk about is Paul Goldschmidt possibly winning the Triple Crown. Freddie Freeman is nine points clear of Paul Goldschmidt. Freddie is hitting 331. Goldie's hitting 322. It really doesn't look like it's going to happen for Goldie. He's at 35 bombs. Kyle Schwarber at 39. Aaron Judge all of a sudden got really hot in the batting average department, and he might win the AL Triple Crown, which is absolutely crazy. Breaking Maris's single-season true record and getting the Triple Crown, this is more impressive than anything Bonds did. Hindsight 2020, but this is more impressive. While playing 75-plus games in center field and playing a good defensive center field at that, and he might steal 20 bases. Yep. He's a good base runner. He's a great defender, and he's putting up one of the best hitting seasons of all time. What would you pay him in the offseason? Because I have been a proponent of 
I just can't give a 30-year-old who's 6'7", 280, who relies on athleticism, a 10-year, $350 million contract. I just, in my head, knowing how these contracts have lasted, knowing that a lot of guys have their best seasons in their contract year. Jack, we just went through all of the best kind of free agents, and we looked Oh, like the Carlos Cray had his best season ever in his walk year. So many of these guys have done that thing. Is this any different? Like, did we not expect the judge could possibly do this? But then I think to myself, he is such a good clubhouse guy. He seems like such a perfect Yankee. And you just have to pay him at this point. Like, There is no, could we get a better deal here? You're not really going to find people like Aaron Judge ever again. You have to pay him. Do I think that it, the whole contract is going to work swimmingly? I can't. It doesn't even matter who the player is. Just a 10-year contract worth hundreds of million dollars. I can't wrap my head around it, but you have to pay him. You have to pay him at this point. Seven years, $315 million. You're gonna. He's going to want 10 years. He's going to want 10 years, and he's going to want $350 million. Okay. Right? Am I wrong on that? There's I don't think there's any way he accepts seven. For 45 AAV. Would you rather 10 years at 35 AAV? And it will be more money in the long run, or would you rather seven years 315? Someone will then give him eight eight for 320. Eight for 336 is 42 AAV. I'd give it to him, Jack. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. I would give it to him, but he will not accept it because why in the fuck you would he? Hold he's going to go on. in. He's going to go in to the front office, stare Hal Steinbrenner in the face, and say, I just put together one of the greatest seasons for the most historic franchise in the history of sports. Pay me. And what's Hal going to do? Yeah, and you don't think eight for three thirty six is fair? That's forty. I'm not saying it's not fair. I that's not my argument. I think he says I'm, yes to that. Hey, if he does, awesome, great. You're right, great. I just don't see him doing that. If he does, hell yeah, I'll sign that tomorrow. I just don't see him saying yes to that. I, I don't. See him, I see him saying yes to it. He's gonna say, "Pay me until I'm forty, and pay me thirty five a year." Pay me thirty five a year. Do you think he says yes to ten years three fifty over eight years three thirty six? You think I it's, do? You think it's the years he he'll get hang he he'll wants, get hung up on the years, and it's going to be more money over the long run, and he'll then be a Yankee for the rest of his life, Dude, guaranteed. How eight three thirty six? What are we arguing here? I agree with you. I just. If you're Aaron Judge, not only are you going to win the MVP, you are having the greatest season in Yankees history, or at least one of them. That's not a regular thing to do. It's one thing to have the greatest season in Kansas City Royals history. There's another thing when you're surrounded by black and white photos. Yeah. 
27 championships. Everyone gets mad about Yankee fans talking about 27 championships. But in this context, they're the the most Yankees. It's the fucking Yankees. They're the most successful team in MLB history. And you're putting together one of the greatest seasons for that team. Maybe, you know, he still has 16 games left. What if he what if he hits two home runs every game and has finishes with 90 well, home won't, runs? I promise. What if he hits one every two games and finishes with eight more and finishes with 67 home runs? That's entirely possible at this point. And he has 150 RBIs, steals 20 bags, is a positive defender in center field. And let's say the Yankees win a championship. He's gonna ask for 15 years, 100 billion. Yeah, I would give it to him. If the Yankees win the World Series this year, I would I would give him anything he wants. Anything. That's entirely possible. But at the same time, the Dodgers are winning the World Series. Have you seen them? Oh my. Yes, I have seen them. Have you seen I, them? <laughs> yes, I've seen the Mets. I've seen Atlanta. I've seen the Dodgers. I've seen Houston. Like, I don't think the Yankees are going to win the World Series. But if they do, then you hand judge more than what we're talking about here. Staying on the Yankees, and then we'll get to Fromber, I promise. Couple of moves. As of yesterday, Anthony Rizzo activated. He was dealing with a back thing, had an epidural. Uh, epidural gave him a migraine, which was kind of crazy. So he didn't hit the 10-day for his back. He hit the 10-day because of a reaction to the epidural shot. So it feels like he's good now. The headache has subsided. The epidural shot is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Um, Estevan Floreal optioned is the corresponding move. The other one today, presumably... Harrison Bader will be activated. So the Yankees are finally getting what they gave up Jordan Montgomery, who has been excellent for. Yes. I think the Yankees immediately get better with Bader and Rizzo back in the fold and these shitty lineups that everybody is ratioing on social media. uh, They're going to go away for a little bit. Agreed. And Glaber has been hitting better lately which is a good sign. Not great, but better because he was dreadful there for a while. But if he's hitting... It's hard to stay as bad as he was. Exactly. Yeah, it's not a bad point. (laughs) Rizzo. So Rizzo is back. Bader in center. You take Hicks out of the lineup, who is a disease. And also the language that Hicks has been coming at that like, if they don't appreciate me, I know that I can help another team win. Just save it, dude. Save it. Save it. Are you kidding me? We give you all the chances in the world. They put their faith in you seven years, 70 million. It's like these guys get so offended when the Yankee fans boo them when they hit 110. Sorry. Sorry you locked in and you knew what was going to happen when you were playing well. Did you get all the shine? Of course you did. And now that it's going bad, now, you know, then you cry. Save it. I'm going to respectfully abstain from commenting here. I'm not going to save it. Keep going. I am. Save it. All right. With the Yankee lineup. Yeah. uh, Stanton has looked. When Glaber's looked better, Stanton can't hit water if he fell off a boat. But he's a guy who relies on momentum. He's just got to get something going. I think he will be fine. And he's also an awesome postseason performer. I'm very excited about the Yankees right now. You know, they're going to win the division. They're going to get that by. Um, it's just about the pitching. It's about the pitching. Can Montes, you know, Montes is is now dealing with a with an injury as well. He's probably going to go on the IL. Um, Garrett Cole has looked. I mean, he just didn't have that great of a start against. Hey the man, he's oh. leading baseball in strikeouts right now. Yeah, he is. He's a great pitcher. You know, he's a great pitcher, but he's not Degrom. 
Not, he's not. Sure, sir. He's let's not, be okay like, with him not being Jacob DeGrom, okay? Okay, when but he's you, getting paid $500 trillion. Yes. Now, let me say this. When you pay pitchers, what do you pay them to do? Strike guys out, not walk people, limit hard contact. That's it, right? You don't pay pitchers to have a sub-2 ERA. Can't happen. That's more luck than anything else, right? Obviously, DeGrom, when he's on the mound, great. He's he's kind of a lock to have like a 2-1 ERA. But you are not giving pitchers 10-year deals to spend the next eight years logging a 2-2 ERA. You're paying pitchers that you believe are durable and successful consistently. The Yankees are paying Garrett Cole to be near the top or at the top of Major League Baseball in innings pitched and strikeouts. That's exactly what Garrett Cole has done. He will continue to do so. Is the ERA not as good as Yankee fans want it? Yeah. Is the ERA not as good as Garrett Cole would want it? Yeah. Is the ERA not as good as baseball fans want it? Absolutely. Garrett Cole, we think, with how dominating the stuff is and how consistent he is on the hill, he should be a 2-5 or lower all the time. He's not. He's a low-to-mid-threes guy. But what he is going to give you is right around 200 innings and more than 200 strikeouts every year, and you have to be okay with the production that he's giving you. Fine. Fair? He just up too many home runs, but I'm okay with it. I love him. I do like him. I, yeah. I do, even though he didn't know how to respond. <laughs> Garrett uh, Cole, are you, I, are you I'm not sure yeah. what to say to that. <laughs> that was so tough. That was so tough. And he gives Ooh. up some home runs, but I still love watching him pitch because he's just got high-octane stuff. Yeah. And when he pumps 99 and just goes, mm. He is slider. I do like him a lot, but I just home runs. Is he not the prototypical bully ball pitcher? Like he bullies you. It feels like he is the shack of pitching because he's going to feel like he's he's the modern day Nolan Ryan in that way. Where he's just better than you when he gets on the hill. No, it's just like, I dare you to hit this. And that's why sometimes he gives up the home runs because it's like, I'm bringing 99 right here. What's up? What's up? And like Nolan Ryan nor the Nolan Ryan's 99 compared to like the average pitcher in that era was throwing 87. Now 99 is you see that in the sixth inning from some guy I've never heard of. Yeah. Guys can meet it. Yeah. Yeah. How about that dude? Uh, Montez Quantrill just got out of the inning. Good. Moving right. on to the third. <laughs> uh, Montez de Oka with the, with the Mets. Did you see that dude just spawn out of nowhere? 130 mile an hour sinkers. Yeah. It's so, so weird. So weird. <laughs> Never even heard of that dude. Turned on the Mets game. I had never heard of him. And he's throwing 100. He's throwing Blake Trine and shit out of nowhere. I was like, how many last names does this guy have? (laughs) Um, (laughs) One guy that is not 103, but is one of the best ground ball pitchers that we've ever seen, just made Major League history. And you texted me, we got to talk about this. And you know that this guy is one of my favorites. So I am down to talk about him at any point. Framber Valdez, the lefty for the Houston Astros. Set a major league mark, 25 consecutive quality starts. A quality start is six or more innings, allowing three or fewer runs. So six innings, three earned is a fine start at borderline quality. But Fromber has been going seven or eight. He's been allowing two runs or one run, or he's going six shutout. Fromber Valdez on Sunday... Went six innings of two-run ball, punched out seven, walked one. This has been commonplace for him. And if you want a guy that is bust-proof 
look no further than Framber Valdez, because what is he never going to do? He's never going to allow hard contact in the air consistently. His home run to fly ball rate is like very high. I, you, us three were talking about it. And I asked Arm, I was like, why is this guy running away with the home run to fly ball rate crown right now? It's like 15, 16%. And Arm said, because there are so few balls put in the air against him that a higher percentage are going to leave because there's not many short, small sample size. Fromber is a guy that I think the Astros are going to rely on for the next 10 years. I absolutely agree. Framber Valdez came into the league as a 24-year-old in 2018 with an average launch angle against of negative 4.2. Since then, he has never had a launch angle over a season above zero. It's always been negative. You can say, what about Logan Webb? Go check his. It's commonly above zero to do what Framber Valdez does and how consistently he does it is incredible. Like everyone talks about the sinker and the sinker is a very, very good pitch has an incredibly, incredibly low high ground ball rate against it. The average launch angle with that pitch is negative six degrees, but his curveball is one of the best in baseball. Opponents are hitting 147 against it. It has a 45% whiff rate and it spins in the 90th percentile, has a ton of spin. Like those two pitches, when you combine them together and then you mix in that cutter and you mix in that changeup, there are some balls where it can go through the five six hole. And he's not perfect, but he's got a two five seven ERA, and he's also not just this you know only pitch to contact guy. Doesn't really strike out many. He has 176 strikeouts in 185 innings. This is one of the best pitchers in baseball, one of the better left handers in baseball, and probably the most underrated pitcher in the game. That's hard, but I would lean yes. Right, just looking at ground ball rate right now. Let, let's take a step back. Sandy Alcantara, Kyle Wright, Logan Webb are two, three, and four in reverse order. So Logan Webb has the second highest ground ball rate, then Kyle Wright, then Sandy. Logan Webb at 56.6. Kyle Wright at 55.1. Sandy at 53.4. All then, really good. Like all, all really of those good. numbers are, if you're above a 50% ground ball rate, that's elite. The difference between Logan Webb at two and Framber Valdez at one is 10.1%. That's a boat race. 66.7%. That is legitimately two out of every three balls put in play are hit on the ground to Houston infielders. This is how I think this is how I think about it. The difference between Framber getting ground balls to the second best Logan Webb is like Aaron Judge home runs to Kyle Schwarber. Yes. That's exactly 50, how you should 56% ground ball rate is like 40 home runs. But Aaron Judge is almost 60 home runs. Framber Valdez's ground ball rate is two out of three, basically. It's incredible what he does on a day-in and day-out basis. But Framber is a king of getting outs when you need him to, similar to my man who I'm watching up above in Cal Quantrill. But I will admit Framber is better than Cal Quantrill. But uh, I don't really want to admit that. I'm supposed to, just for all listening. I'm yeah. supposed to say that because that's the right thing to say. But we know what my mind thinks. You gave me some shit 
when we posted a video of Arm and I talking about the must-watch pitchers in the postseason. Mm-hmm. And you gave a shit for not including DeGrom. DeGrom is must-watch at all times, so he's not necessarily the guy that I view as when he's on the hill in the postseason, I have to watch because I'm watching every start that he makes against the Nationals in the regular season. Framber Valdez is a must-watch postseason guy for me because what he does is a momentum killer. He does not allow a team to think highly of its offense at any point against him because all they're going to do is bury the ball into the ground and they're going to send it you know, over to Bregman or Pena or Altuve. It's, it's incredible what he does. And when the weather gets cold, he's going to saw a lot of guys off. He's going to have a lot of guys shaking their hands as they jog down to first, knowing they're out 6-3. Yes, but you were also incredibly wrong. It was a very rare Monday just baseball show L. Shut up. It was. You didn't (laughs) include DeGrom? That was as blasphemous. It was a Stephen A. Smith shout at you on a Monday morning on first take, and he invents a word. That's what it was. What do you mean he's not must-watched? Do you think DeGrom at 102 in the playoffs is a must-watch against like the Braves, against the Dodgers? That is the definition of must-watch. It was a rare albeit rare, Monday just baseball show L. But of course it was an L. Of course it was, Jack. (laughs) All right, we're talking record breakers in a moment. But first, we're going to take a break to tell you guys about Diet Smoke. Diet Smoke is the solution to avoid those, quote, oh shit, I'm way too high moments. Diet Smoke makes Delta 8 THC, Delta 9 THC, and CBD products that are perfectly balanced. They're gummies, they're drinks, they're vapes. They're not only delicious, They are guaranteed to give you that beautiful buzz you've been looking for without melting you into the couch. Don't do it. I swear. Peter was holding one of the gummies up to his tongue. I'm going to take it. Don't take it while we record. They extract their THC and CBD from American-grown hemp, meaning they can ship directly to your door. No prescription, no sketchy weed dealer, no need to even leave the house. Diet Smoke just released a bunch of new products and flavors, so no matter what type of mood you're in, They've got you covered. So if you're ready to get that perfect high, head over to dietsmoke.com and use code JUSTBASEBALL, all caps, or uh, no, it's lowercase. Just baseball. Just one word, JUSTBASEBALL, for 15% off your entire purchase. Must be 21 and older to order. So last night, I was watching Sunday Night Baseball and Sunday Night Football. On uh, I had Sunday Night Baseball on the TV and I had Sunday Night Football on the laptop. And in the fourth inning, they went through like this quick rain delay basically where the showers just start coming down, but then it didn't last very long because they just kind of played through the rain. And I had one of the sodas during that, um, that break. And then it's towards the end of the game It's towards the end of Sunday night football. And I'm just like, I'm so relaxed. What's going on? Like I'm ready to go to bed. And then I thought I forgot. I drank it because it doesn't like, it doesn't have the taste of, marijuana or anything it tastes like a soda so i almost used it as like a dessert after my dinner and i i just forgot that i drank it because it just like i said tasted like a regular soda yeah so then i just passed out and i woke up in the morning i was like whoa but i got a great sleep that was awesome okay (laughs) now now back to baseball here we were talking judge off the top. We will continue to talk judge. Obviously, when he does break it, we think it's more when than if he does break this record set by Roger Maris in 1961. Um, we will be all over it. This is a record going down. So we wanted to go with the thought exercise to wrap up the pod. I'm going to throw us a couple of what we believe to be tangible records that people can break. And we're going to decide 
who that guy is if they are currently playing. Now, there's a good chance that some of these records we talk about are not touched for 40 years. Guys could not be born that break this record. Very likely. <laughs> Very likely. We don't genuinely believe in our hearts that the guys that we name are the ones that are going to break this. But We're maybe. just saying, but maybe. But We're maybe. Saying, maybe. We're saying most likely to break it if anyone that uh, of anyone that is currently playing here. There are a couple records that I left out that I don't believe are attainable. A lot of them on the pitching side, single season record for innings pitched, for wins, for strikeouts. Nobody's touching those because the fabric of baseball has changed. The way that pitching has transformed does not allow anybody to beat those innings or strikeout marks. Unfortunately, um, no one's beating old Haas Radborn when he went 78 and 14 with 600 innings pitched. Yeah, okay. like Sandy. Like we could say, like, oh, maybe Garrett Cole could get to 230 innings and maybe get a third of the way there to old Haas Radborn when he was tossing corn on the cobs. Yeah. I mean, dude, Sandy's five complete games, that's the most we're probably ever going to get again. We might get up to seven or eight. We're floored by that. Yeah. And that was just common 20 years ago. Right. That was just like, oh, like a guy with a four eight ERA was throwing six complete games in a season. Yes, exactly. So we are staying away from things like that. And then some hitting marks have just been inflated by steroids. So you kind of have to move the goalposts here. And there are also some 1915 batting averages that nobody's ever going to touch. So we're not getting anywhere close to those. But what we will do is the single season record for hits, Ichiro in 2004, strikeouts by a hitter, which I love. Extra base hits, uh, hardest pitch ever thrown, which is going to go down very, very soon. The modern record for ERA, not named Bob Gibson. Uh, K's per nine. We're going to talk about earn runs allowed, and we're going to talk about average annual value on a contract here. Mm. Ready to just start rolling? I'll start name rolling. the record. I'll name who has it. And then, you know, we'll, we'll kind of flip-flop who goes first. Who do I think can take it down? Who do you think can take it down? Fair? Fair ready to roll this is going to be fun this is going to be it, fun it's, going to be, it's going to be fun it's going to be very fun let's start with the single season hit record ichiro suzuki has the single season hits record 262 hits in 2004 i believe that the guy that has won the last two hit titles and could be on track to win a third this year is the only one that can take it down trey turner he was the hit king in 2020 he was the hit king in 2021. He's seven hits back of his teammate, Freddie Freeman, for the hit king title for a third year in a row. The biggest thing for me is that Trey Turner walks 6% of the time. You can't walk if you're going to get to 262 hits. I think yep. Trey Turner puts the ball in play often enough, and I think that he is a hit accumulator to the point where if anybody's going to take it down, it's going to be Trey. So I this is the way I looked at it. I wanted I wanted guys who are really really fast because you need to have a high batting average on balls in play, like all those squeakers, in betweeners, those infield hits. You need to be able to ac accumulate those. Yes. But then you also need to have incredible bat to ball skills. So there are a couple of guys that I thought of that are maybe not the easy answers, but the answers that you would just go, your mind would go towards first. That was easily Trey Turner with me. That was my number one answer. But then I also kind of thought about Altuve and I thought about Tim Anderson, but really the name that I came to, because I wanted to go outside the box a little bit. And the only issue is, is the point that you made about how he walks a decent amount because he's just a really good hitter. How about Corbin Carroll of the Arizona Diamondbacks? He is 
the fastest player in baseball by sprint speed. You look at his stats in the minor leagues. This is a 300 hitter. He's getting 70, 80 hit tools where arms going to come out with the top 100 prospects. You're going to see him very high on there. Like this is a guy who could hit 315, 320 when batting titles in baseball while being the fastest in baseball. So I thought to myself, Trey Turner is the answer because Trey Turner and Corbin Carroll are also crazy fast, but Corbin Carroll might be faster. And Corbin Carroll might be a 330 hitter. Could Corbin Carroll, the Arizona Diamondbacks, do it? I think that's a really good answer. And the only other name that you didn't mention, I think it was good that you brought up Tim Anderson, because, again, that guy does not walk. The only other name that I was thinking about that you didn't name was Wander Franco. That's the mm-hmm. only one. But, that, but he's a walk merchant. Yeah, even <laughs> then, I think, it's, I think it's Trey Turner, and I do like the answer of Corbin Carroll here. Next one for you. Mark Reynolds in 2009 is a hitter, struck out 223 times. This record's going to go down sooner rather than later. If there's anybody in baseball that breaks this record of 223 strikeouts as a hitter in a single season, who is it? First, before I give you my answer, I'd like to, Jack and I didn't compare answers before this. That's what we like to do. So he hasn't heard my answer and I haven't heard his. Correct. There is one hitter in baseball. And the, again, the way I look at it, you need the team while you're striking out a ton to give you as many chances as possible. Like you could say Joey Gallo, but if he continues to play as bad as he is, he's not going to be a consistent hitter in your lineup. So I looked at across baseball, who's striking out the most and who's probably going to get the most opportunity to do this. I came to one. And it's Patrick Wisdom on the Chicago Cubs. Holy shit. Okay. And the reason why is how much more opportunity are they going to give this guy striking out at above a 35% strikeout rate? He leads baseball in strikeout rate this year. He struck out 40% last year. And, you know, they just optioned Frank Schwindel. But at third base. They DFA'd Frank Schwindel. Yeah, they DFA'd Frank Schwindel. Like Frank Schwindel's just gone. But. Even if Schwinde- or even if Wisdom isn't the third baseman, now that the National League has a DH, I still think they're going to use him for his power. So he will continually get opportunities to hit. While you're striking out at a 35 to 40% rate, Patrick Wisdom is my guy who I think could set the strikeout record. Interesting. I, I like that choice. My thing is I don't think he's going to get consistent enough reps. That might be it. That might be it, but he is, though. Like he played 122 games this year. Like they might just keep using him because he does hit a lot of home runs. Yes, he does. Now that takes me to my guys here. And I used kind of the same criteria that you did in that they need to do something really, really well to stay in the lineup every day. And I got down to two names, Kyle Schwarber and Matt Chapman. Kyle Schwarber hits a billion nukes. He strikes out a billion times. I think he's going to lead the league in punch outs this year. He's going to be in the lineup because he's going to hit 35, 40 homers if he plays for 162 games. That's what you're paying him to do. You're not paying him to have a 9% K rate. He can have a 35% K rate, but as long as he hits 40 bombs, then that's okay. And that's what Schwarber's swing does. So Schwarber is one of them. Chapman's the other one because he's one of the best defenders on the planet. He'll hit 30 bombs. But he strikes out a fuck ton. I don't think people really understand how often this guy punches out. North of 30%. You're so right. I like those two answers because those two guys, to your point, Patrick Wisdom doesn't provide the value that those two guys do. No, 
Like you're going to keep Schwarber in the lineup regardless because he is a good hitter. You're going to keep Matt Chapman, even if he doesn't hit those home runs that you're talking about. He's one of the greatest defensive third basemen we've ever seen in baseball history. He's that good. I mean, think about Mark Reynolds in 2009, the guy that has this record. He was Kyle Schwarber. Mark Reynolds was going to hit 35 homers, but he was going to strike out all the time. Adam Dunn had a 200 strikeout season, I do believe. He led the league in strikeouts constantly, but he hit 40 nukes. That That's going to happen with these guys. So that's why I went there. I also have a, uh, I have a sleeper. Okay. Won't happen. It won't happen. Aaron Judge could do it. Aaron Judge could do it. I was just telling Arm on the phone earlier today, actually. I said, people don't realize that Aaron Judge is like top five in the league in strikeouts this year. Yeah. Every time he gets out, it's a strikeout. He does strike out a good amount. Like that's something that, you know, the uh Yankee fans don't really broadcast much. No, you blissfully ignore it. I think it's fair to blissfully blissfully it ignore totally it. It totally is. Year. The guy can but, win the triple crown and break Maris's record. That's the thing. He's gonna be in the lineup day in and day out. And he could accumulate he won't. He won't ever do it, but it's a sleeper. And a sleeper. It is a sleeper. That's a- fair. This record has been in place since 1921. Babe Ruth had 119 extra base hits in a season. That's a ton of extra base hits. That's 50 homers, 70 doubles, if you're thinking about it. I don't think anybody's going to do it ever. So this is the unattainable one. But I thought it was a good thought exercise to just think about who's a really good doubles hitter that also hits homers. And my mind went to Austin Riley. Huh. Could see that. My, uh, this is just, you could throw answers at a wall because no yeah. one's ever going to No one's going to do it. I thought of Austin Riley as well. That's one of the names I brought. I brought Paul Goldschmidt. I brought Freddie Freeman. And I just put Aaron Judge in there. And you could put Jordan Alvarez in there too. This one's a really tough one because it, no one's ever going to It's impossible. Go. No one's going to Impossible. Do it. I mean, it's just, especially because you got to look at ballpark, like where they're playing it. Like with the Yankees... You know, Judge, when he hits the ball hard, it's going over the fence more often than not. Yeah. Um, with Goldschmidt and Freddie, Goldschmidt and Freddie are probably my best answers just because Freddie Freeman is a guy who could hit 30 home runs and 50 doubles, but that doesn't even get to it, and that's still crazy. That's 80. Yeah, that's 80. Like You need 40 more extra bases. <laughs> yeah, it's just no one – it's not happening. No it's one's going to touch this. This was yeah. the least attainable of the awards that we did. This one is actually the most attainable in this era of baseball. Araldis Chapman in 2010 threw a pitch 105.1 miles an hour. That's the hardest recorded pitch ever. Who's going to throw the first pitch faster than 105.1? It's not in the major leagues. No. Andres Munoz is that guy right now. You could even say DeGrom, but none of them are touching 105. But there is someone that's in the minor leagues. He's drafted by the Los Angeles Angels. You might have seen him on Pitching Ninja. His name is Ben Joyce. Yes. And man, does this dude throw fuzz. He hit 105 already in college at the University of Tennessee. Probably the the greatest roster to not do shit in the College World Series. (laughs) But you're losers, Tennessee. You were loaded and you couldn't do shit. But they did have Ben Joyce. And he did throw 105 miles an hour. Yeah. He may be the first to reach that coveted hardest fastball ever. <laughs> yeah. 
It's going to be a reliever. Michael Kopech hit 105-1 in the minor leagues when he was coming up. Now he's obviously 93. Yeah, he's 93 (laughs) to 95. Starting pitcher is not going to do it. Ben Joyce is my clear-cut answer. I think it was 105.5 that he hit at Tennessee this year, which is, you know, shatters it by 0.4 miles per hour. But, yeah, Joyce is the one to do it. I think if there is a guy that is currently in Major League Baseball that can somehow reach it, it's Yoan Duran. Could see that. That's my pick. I was thinking Munoz. Munoz, I think, has the highest velocity this year, doesn't he? Um, Munoz, in terms of average fastball velocity, Munoz is second to Durant. It's one of those two guys. But but the thing is, like, no, none of those guys are going to touch it. Yeah. Like, 103 is one thing. 105.1 is another thing. That's a different beast. Yeah, your um, arm has to be not real. It has to be bionicle. Correct. Uh, Bob Gibson had a 112 ERA in 1968. Nobody's hitting that, in no. my honest opinion. No. So let's move the goalposts. In 1985, Doc Gooden had a 1-5-3 ERA. Who's the next guy to have a 1-5 ERA? Ken Waldachuk? <laughs> uh, the, the answer is Jacob deGrom, yeah. and that's the only answer you really can give. You could say Corbin Burns because, you know, he sort of almost did it in, in that season, but in that Cy Young season last year, but... It's only DeGrom. He's DeGrom is the best pitcher of our generation, and he's the only – you have to be an all-time, all-time, all-time great to do it. And I think it speaks to the fact that Clayton Kershaw didn't get to that level, and Clayton Kershaw is one of the best pitchers I've ever seen. Yes. It won't be matched, but if there's anybody who can do it, it's Jacob DeGrom. It's Jacob DeGrom. I think if DeGrom can pitch for a whole year next year, and that is the biggest question – he can flirt with one five. Absolutely. K's per nine is so much more attainable than, than strikeouts because strikeout numbers are inflated because guys were throwing 500 innings when these numbers were being set. But Shane Bieber in 2020 in 77 and a third innings had 14.2 strikeouts per nine, which is the major league record. The major league record in a full season was set a year prior to that. Garrett Cole in 2019 struck out 13.82 hitters per nine innings. Who can break that mark? I think it's one of two guys currently in major league baseball. Dylan Cease is the first one to come to mind. And the second, and my list stops here, is Spencer Strider. Those are the two. Perfectly aligned with you. Spencer Schreider, Dylan Cease, and I said DeGrom also because he he's real good. He's really good, yeah. He's real good, and he just struck out 13. Yeah, he's real in good. Five innings against yeah. the Pirates. Like he, he's, he's real good. Those were the two, but I also just threw DeGrom in there because I thought, well, he could do all the pitching ones because yeah. he's the best. Yeah. But Strider, Strider's a great one. Cease, I think, has some of the best stuff in baseball, and he's proved year over year that he is a strikeout artiste. Some of or the best? Some of the best. You think he has the best stuff in baseball? I think, I think Dylan Cease has uh, I think Dylan Cease has the best stuff. Jacob DeGrom throws a hundred and has a 93 mile an hour slider and then throws his what's up changeup whenever he feels like it. Stop. Jacob DeGrom's not the most watched pitcher. Jacob DeGrom doesn't have the best stuff. Yes, he does. Yes, he does, Jack. Oh, you know his Let's, diet. No, we have to. No, do, hold we on. have to. Do, do you know this. his diet? 
Who cares? This dude apparently has the craziest McDonald's order ever. Says he doesn't really work out. It obviously is working for him. He throws a hundred until the sixth inning and has the nastiest reliever Edwin Diaz slider as a starter. And then I think if he started throwing his changeup 15% of the time, it would be one of the best changeups in baseball. It is. He has better stuff than Dylan Cease does. It's, It's like not even close. Yeah, you're right. I just I want to disqualify DeGrom from everything because he's so much better than everybody else. Yeah, like shut up. Stop doing that. Like stop. You're such he's, an asshole. You just told me to shut up. <laughs> shut up. He's the best. It's Monday at 2:30. He is must <laughs> watch. He is the best. And we can't just oh, like well no shit you should know and then like say Dylan Cease has the best stuff when DeGrom has the best stuff. Bro, I can't wait to restructure my contract. I can't wait to get into that room and say, Peter was such a dick to me. I need more money. I need more money. Correct. (laughs) Uh, Phil Necro in 1977 allowed 148 earned runs. I have no idea if this mark is going down. This mark will go down by someone who is running out there every fifth day for a terrible team just begging this pitcher to eat seven innings. That sounds really similar to what Patrick Corbin's doing this year, who has allowed a hundred earned runs so far. Who's to say that he won't do the exact same thing again. I think Corbin might run out there for seven and his numbers might get worse next year. I think Corbin's the guy to break Phil Necro's record. I have a sleeper because Patrick Corbin is my answer, but I have another sleeper because this guy seems to get worse with old age and this team well, they might be better next year. I don't think that they'll be elite contenders where this guy won't be in the rotation. That's Madison Bumgarner and his 5.01 ERA. I mean, he could maybe do it. I mean, he just gets shelled day in and day out, but he goes five, six innings too. Like he's approaching this kind of category where it's like, well, it's Madison Bumgarner. You got to let him pitch, but he just gets demolished day in and day out. That's another answer for you. Another one. Give me a full year of kid Kaiki making starts. He could put up 200 earned runs. He could put up 200 earned <laughs> runs. Let's go break a record, kid, Kaiki. Come he, on. He could give the middle finger to Phil Necro in September, <laughs> early September, if you give him a full season. And then this one that is that is going to go down maybe this year. Uh, Max Scherzer this year has, has set the record for highest average annual value on a contract. He's making $43.3 million this year. The most money taken in in a single season. Aaron Judge will make more than that. It will be 45, I think. I don't think he does. You know who I think does? Soto. Jacob fucking DeGrom. (laughs) When he signs a three-year $150 million extension or four years 200. He's going to make $50 million a year easily. And I'd pay him every cent of it. I don't care if he gives me 90 innings. He's worth a million dollars an inning. He is. Oh I don't care. God. He is. Whether we like it or not. I don't know why you're like, I'm, he's, we're witnessing greatness. You love Aaron Judge. We talk about Aaron Judge all the time. I love that you bring it up. So I don't have to bring it up. Like we should be bringing up Jacob DeGrom in that same kind of light. He's, it's amazing when he gives up three runs. You almost think to yourself, wow, what a horrible start. 
horrible. We just praised Framber for giving quality starts day in, day out. That involves three earned runs in some of them. When Jacob DeGrom does it, it's blasphemous. It's terrible. Like, he's washed. We make jokes about it. That's how good he is. Jack. Yeah, we just talk about him all the time. Good. We should talk about him more. Hired him. Okay. Rapid fire here to end the pod. Next two. So the next guy to hit these milestones, 600 homers, 3,000 hits, 300 wins, 3,000 strikeouts, and a 500 on base percentage. So real quick, name who it is, sentence on why you think this is the guy. Peter, the next guy to hit 600 home runs is? Mike Trout. Mike Trout is currently at around 347-ish home runs. He's right behind Stanton. What he's done to adjust his approach at the plate is he's going all in on the home run ball. The only thing preventing him from getting to 600 is health. He looks pretty healthy right now. He's my guy to be next to 600. Next guy to hit 600 home runs for me is Jordan Alvarez. 14 and a half more years averaging 35 home runs. He just turned 25 years old. That takes him through his age 40 season, averaging 35 homers. I think he hits more than 35 homers in a year uh, in his you know late 20s and early 30s. That buys him a little bit more time. I think Jordan is the next guy to do it, especially because he will be DHing for the majority of his career. I think he gets it, but I also think that Trout gets it. Like you don't think Trout gets there? Uh, I'm not oh. sure. I'm not no, sure it's, if he's going to play safe. enough games. I understand. That makes sense. 3,000 hits? 3,000 hits. Next guy to get to 3,000 hits, in my opinion, is Freddie Freeman. Average mm-hmm. of 155 hits over his next seven seasons, ages 33 through 39. He has 186 hits this season as of September 19th. I think Freddie can do it. If not, I think Wander Franco is the next one to do it. I think Jose Altuve might be the next one to do it. If we're talking about right in line, Jose Altuve is some of the most hits of any current baseball player, and he's still just 32 years old. A lot of people like to say Jose Altuve has been in the league for two decades, but he hasn't. I mean, it seems like it because he's been consistent year in and year out. And with the season that he just put up as one of the best overall hitters in the sport, I agree with Freddie, but I think Jose Altuve is also an answer. I think both of them have very real possibilities of getting there, and they're both future Hall of Famers. There we go. 300 wins. Justin Verlander, I think, is the next guy to get to 300 wins. He's at 243 right now. He's 39 years old. But listen, he said he wants to get to 300. If he said he wants to get there, he's going to get there. It doesn't even matter if he said he wants to get there. I think he's just going to get there. I think that's just another added benefit that he wants it. But I I don't even think if that was in the forefront of his mind that it would matter that much because he's about to sign a three-year deal most likely with the Astros after this offseason, right? I mean, why wouldn't you? He's he's arguably the Cy Young Award winner. There's no there's no reason to slowing down. There's no drop in velo. There's no drop in anything. It's only the occasional injury that happens because he's old. Like yeah. it just it is what it is. But if if that's fine by me, if I'm the Houston Astros, he keeps giving you day and every fifth day when he's healthy production. I'm gonna keep paying him because he's worth it. So I think Justin Verlander is clearly the answer here. Yeah. Who's the next guy to get to three thousand strikeouts? Clayton Kershaw is getting close. So there are a couple of guys who are already in that boat, but I think Clayton Kershaw will be the next guy. My only concern is health, has dealt with a back injury, has dealt with multiple injuries again this year, has not been fully healthy. But Clayton Kershaw is still a strikeout artist at his best. He's still, he's got like a 25% strikeout rate, nine strikeouts per nine. He's still a great pitcher. And I Clayton Kershaw is the answer for me. 
Yeah, Clayton Kershaw needs 223 more strikeouts. If he throws the equivalent to a season and a half of Major League Baseball, he's, what, 34 years old? He's going to do it. Which he Uh, will. Kershaw is going to reach 3,000. I think the next guy to do it after him is Garrett Cole. Mm -hmm. And then I think we got to wait a little bit. Uh, Cease and McClanahan are the two guys that jumped to my mind that could do it. Um, And then the last one, a 500 on base percentage. I think Juan Soto is going to do it. I think he could do it. I don't think he will. I don't think anybody will. Like, I just, it doesn't, I can't fathom it. A 500 OBP. I can't fathom it. Juan Soto is probably the answer. But if we're looking at, you know, current baseball players, current MLB players, who has the highest OBP of any player? It's Mike Trout. Besides, you know, maybe a Juan Soto who doesn't have the amount of ABs to qualify on a list like this. Other guys I'm looking at is a guy like Bryce Harper who's got a 390 career OBP. Those were the three names that I came up with. Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, and Juan Soto. Soto had a 465 OBP in 2021. Fuck. Yeah, but he he was on the Nats and nobody ever pitched to him. Is anybody going to pitch to him? San Diego? Yeah, he sucks right now. (laughs) He sucks right now, but he's Juan Soto. I just 500 OBP is so absurd. I can't Third, see I it ever happening. Matter. Like that almost that 500 OBP seems like Phil Necro 148 or runs. Like just no way. No way. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Unless Kid Kaiki gets the A's Rockies. Dallas Keiko on the Rockies. <laughs> Let's make this shit happen, bro. Let's make it happen. Come on. Why not? That would be you, you pair him. Daniel Bard, Chris Bryant, that sells tickets. It's called commitment to the bit. Just do it. Fuck it. Do it. All right. Um, I ordered some merch. You're giving Chad Cool innings. Dallas <laughs> Keuchel innings. Chad Cool is kind of good for a little bit. Um, I, I ordered some merch. I got a long sleeve. I got a rope hat. And then I got uh, a buddy, a long sleeve, and a rope hat as well. What else? Deposit, deposit match on prize picks. You're very active on prize picks football-wise. Absolutely. The props have been doing well. The picks have been doing well. And if you want to play along with us, make sure you use code just baseball or code just gridiron when you download prize picks in case you want to play anything. And the great thing about prize picks is that like when you parlay three or four of them together, you get better value than you would on books because more often than not, I like taking props that are really juiced, you know, so then we get better value on prize picks. And if you want to listen to those props and listen to all the football picks and all the MLB picks daily, Check out Not Gambling Advice. If you want to keep up to date on all the prospect stuff, you know where to find it. That's the call up with Arm and then Jack hops on a bunch of times. Yep. Um, of course, all of our articles on JustBaseball.com, you know that. Diet smoke. Get it. Get it. Relax. Take a breather. No sketchy weed dealers. Just right to your door. Came in like two days. I ordered more. And they came in two days. It was Damn. bang. You're crazy, man. All Anything right. Else? Yeah, no, get your Just Baseball it. merch. Like, why not? You know, and why not rate this podcast five stars, right? Works. You like it. If you're at this part of the podcast, I love you to death. Like, why not? It's a tap. You just go out of the podcast and you're like, oh, five stars. Bang, bang. Yeah. Maybe caption it so chill or something. Yeah. So chill, like hot guys smoking pot. <laughs> yeah. Voice sounds like they're hot guys. <laughs> All right. Um, Peter and Aram, we'll talk to you tomorrow. And with that, thank you, everybody. <laughs>